anytime I need a new curriculum, the first place I go is KathyDuffyReviews.com. If you don't know Kathy Duffy and her 103 homeschool picks, this episode could possibly change your homeschool. Hi everyone, I'm Pam Barnhill and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool day. Welcome to episode 53 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Okay, Kathy Duffy has been doing homeschool reviews ever since I became a homeschooler and she has always been my go-to person for all of the insights about a particular curriculum. Her reviews are so detailed and they're uncompensated, which means Kathy receives nothing for doing the reviews. Now she has hundreds of reviews on her website with this fabulous search tool that you could use to find them, but she takes her very best reviews and puts them in her book. Now, when I started out, it was the 100 top picks for homeschool curriculum. Now she's up to uh, the third revision of that since I began homeschooling. So she's at 103 top picks and it is the go-to place. You can get the book as a PDF on her website. So I'm going to be chatting with Kathy in just a few minutes to talk about what makes a great curriculum pick. But before I do that, I want to remind you to head on over to the website at pambarnhill.com slash Christmas for a great resource that we have for you, our absolutely free Advent morning time plans. These are four weeks of morning time plans where we have chosen the best books, the best art, the best music, everything you need to gather your children together and really lean into the holiday season and make that the heart of your homeschool. There's no sense in trying to homeschool and do Christmas at the same time. So just do the fun Christmas things. Your kids are going to learn so much. That's at pambarnhill.com slash Christmas. And now on with the interview. Kathy Duffy is a well-known curriculum expert who homeschooled her own three sons through high school. She has researched and written about curricula for home education since the 1980s. And her website at kathyduffyreviews.com is the go-to resource for homeschool curriculum reviews. Kathy's also written books that help homeschoolers learn how to choose the resources that will work best for them and their children. Her latest book, 103 Top Picks for Homeschool Curriculum includes the information and highlights some of the best products in today's homeschooling marketplace. Kathy, I feel like I'm talking to a legend. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, Pam, I'm so glad to be with you this morning. Well, it is so much fun to have you because I, you are my go-to lady for <laughs> curriculum reviews. When Great. I get stuck and I'm looking for something new, or I just want to know all the details about something, I head straight to Kathy Duffy Reviews to, to look it up and see what Kathy has to say about it. I appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> well, let's, let's dive right in because we only have a few minutes, but what role does your homeschool method play in the resources that you look for as you homeschool your kids. So like if I feel like I'm eclectic or unit study, what what role does my method play in that? I try to be very objective when I'm looking at things because I realize people are all over the map when it comes to their approach. But uh, 
I think it's really an important factor. It's one of those factors I devote an entire chapter to in the book to try to help you figure out what approaches are going to work. And I know sometimes that sounds like a foreign language. We talk about Charlotte Mason and classical and unit studies and delight directed. We throw these terms out. But um, I try to help people sort that out to understand what those mean and what might work for them. Because I don't think a lot of people, especially when they're new to homeschool, I don't think they realize the wealth of options they have available to them that are so different than what regular school looks like. So it's rich. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. That was something, and I've talked about it before, that really surprised me because, you know, I was a teacher in the public school system. And so I thought, like, I went to college to learn how to be a teacher, and they they taught us all this stuff in these classes. I thought that was the way, right? I had no right. idea that there were all these different ways out there. And so putting a finger on that and realizing how to lean into the homeschool lifestyle and that there are other options available is so uh it's one of the things that's been so eye-opening to me and you actually have a quiz in the front of the book right is that still there the, there's yeah it's a chart with questions to help you to sort out the different options uh, for the approaches to education yeah i love it i love it's it two pages <laughs> so how do yeah. fam- how do families know where to look for the best resources for their children. Well, that that is again why I wrote the book because the 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 amount of material out there is so huge. You just can't even begin to make sense of it. So, I try to walk people through the how to choose part first before you even start looking at curriculum. So, you're thinking about the approaches to education, you're discovering what your children's learning styles are and your teaching style preference, and looking at the practical aspects of what you're doing and setting goals, setting your own goals Mm -hmm. for what's important for each of your children to learn that year. And when you do that first and then start looking at curriculum, you've already narrowed down the world of things that you want to look at so much that it helps you tremendously. So at that point in my book, I chart out the top picks by a lot of those features So you can almost at a glance pull out which ones are likely to work for you. And then I also on my website have a free advanced search tool that will do something similar where you can go in and choose. Like if you uh, identify your child as having a wiggly willy learning style, you can choose, you know, fourth grade world history, wiggly willy, and you can choose, you know, religious point of view and all kinds of other things, too. But um, that helps you to narrow down the world of curriculum out there rather than have to look at, you know, more than a thousand options. Yeah, because if you just Google homeschool curriculum or (laughs) even homeschool curriculum fifth grade, oh, my goodness. Yes. And how do you make sense of what you see? And if you're reading publisher's copy, that's not going to help you most of the time. No, no, it doesn't, because it's meant to convince you that you need exactly this. thing, Right. (laughs) For sure. Um, so what you've touched upon a couple of things that moms need, you know, they need to set goals. They need to kind of realize how their children uh, prefer to learn. I love the fact that you touched on how you prefer to teach as a teacher as yeah. being one of those things, because I cannot tell you how many times I have dreamed of like doing nature walks with my kids. And they've always remained just dreams because I am not an outdoor person in the state of Alabama for most of the year, right? 
And so when I got really realistic about, you know, maybe it would be much better for us to like get field guides and read Thornton Burgess like around the table in the air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, so, you know, and it's easy to be influenced by what other people are doing. And you, you know, you hear, you read, you know, you know about what other families are doing and it all sounds so wonderful, but you have to know what's right for you. And really trust your own instincts about what works for you and for your family because the pressure i the pressure among homeschoolers is pretty intense you know you know one upmanship oh look what they're doing you know and, yeah uh that's that's not a game you want to play uh, yeah i love that advice so if you're a new homeschooling mom and you've started doing all of this research and you're you're just not sure what's going to work for you it's coming and starting with that quiz. Do you think that's the or the chart? Do you think that's the first step in asking yourself those questions about the goals? Well, it's, it's the first five chapters in the book. It's not. It's that in conjunction with the learning styles and your goals. Those three areas are the things I think are most important for you to really nail down as well as you can. And I do realize that you sometimes don't know. And your first year of homeschooling is often a learning experience for you and your children. You're discovering more about their learning styles. You're discovering more about how you like to teach and what approaches work for you just by trying different things. And I think it's very important that families give themselves grace that first year to just experiment. And if something's just not working, toss it more likely adapt, try to save some money and adapt what you're doing, you know, throw something in on the side, um, you know, just do what you can to figure out what's going to be best. And it'll get easier as you go on once you start learning some of those things. But yeah. the first year, uh, it's it's tough. It just is going to be tough. It really is. And even for those of us, I like to tell the story, like when my daughter was two, we knew we were going to homeschool. And, you know, I'm kind of one of those researchy information nerds. And so I had planned out on a spreadsheet oh. <laughs> what curriculum we were going to use for the entire 13 years of homeschooling. Oh. I bet you can guess what happened, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I did something similar that we had hardly anything that we could get our hands on when back when we started. And I went out and bought a year's worth of curriculum and it took me about three weeks to figure out it wasn't going to work. Uh, with my eldest son, particularly. And I had to start getting creative really quickly. Well, so. let's talk about that because, you know, this podcast is airing in November and this is the time of year I talk about in some of my talks, like I can't be the only mom that has sat in the closet crying, ordering a new <laughs> math curriculum on some cold, rainy November yeah. afternoon. So yeah. uh, how do we know that it's time to make a change? Well, if you're in tears every day, yes. That's <laughs> okay, other than that. <laughs> I think it's it, it's going to be stressful at times, no matter what you're doing. Your kids aren't always going to want to work at learning. You know, that's just the reality of it. But if you if everyone's hating it every, you know, all the time, that's really a good sign that things aren't working. But I think one of the, the adapt, adaptations you can try right off the bat is try to use games and hands-on learning, change it up a little bit. You know, math particularly would be an area where people struggle mm -hmm. and it's easy to throw in some games. You know, we would have Friday would be game day, you know, and you're reviewing math facts by playing games. 
simple things like, you know, a war with just a regular deck of cards. I mean, you don't have to get fancy with this or, you know, rolling dice and adding them together or dominoes, you know, just simple games that can just give you a change of pace. So try that first and see what difference it makes. And if games turn out to be a really good strategy, do more of it. You know, yeah. you just, you know, and try say your children are really resisting doing all of the writing, try having them answer some things orally. Yeah. And if that's helping and it's not wearing you out, you know, you do have to look at the reality of time-wise, then do more of that. But, you know, it's just, you know, play with it a bit and be creative. Don't worry about what the textbook says you have to do. Don't worry about doing every problem in a book or every exercise. Do what you see is useful for your children. If you feel like you're wasting time on busy work, skip it. I love it. That is such great advice. And it's also like just not saying, well, we're going to scrap it all together and come up with something totally new. Now I don't have any money, so I've got to make up my own thing or search Pinterest. It's just making some very simple additions or adaptations that can absolutely make all the difference in the world. And then you can go buy a new curriculum next year, something totally different if you want to. Yeah, next year's um, a new year. (laughs) Yeah. Try to try to, and if you think about it as a learning experience, then I think you free yourself up to do a little more of that experimentation. So, you know, it's just keeping an open mind and not worrying about what you think people think you should be doing. You know, so much, often we have those people in our minds looking over our shoulders, and maybe they are looking over our shoulders. Maybe, but you know what? That's okay. We have to do what's right for our kids. So I love it. Well, Kathy, where can everyone find you and find 103 top picks for homeschool curriculum? Just go to my website, kathyduffyreviews.com, Kathy with a C. Uh, it's, it's all there. There, You can order the book on the homepage. That'll come up and you can see where to order the book. Everything else is free. The advanced search tool, all the reviews you can access for free. You can sign up for my e-newsletter if you want to. We're doing signups for text messaging too now for people who prefer that. Awesome. But um, that's an option there that you can, it's all accessible through the website. Awesome. All right. So kathyduffyreviews.com. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks, Pam. And there you have it. Now, if you would like links to any of the books and resources that Kathy and I chatted about today, you can find them on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. That's at pambarnhill.com slash TMBH53. Also over there, you can get a link to those free advent plans that we have prepared for you. So we've done all the hard work for you. Go and download those as well. Now, it just so happens that this is the final episode of the fall podcast season. The team and I are going on hiatus to spend a little extra time with our families this holiday season. But never fear, we will be back again in January with some new episodes for you. Now, if you are looking for something to listen to as you are traveling through the holiday season and doing all of those extra household chores and a little bit of extra cooking, then you can check out the Your Morning Basket podcast, which is our other podcast all about morning time. We think you'll love that. There's so many great just general homeschooling topics over there as well. Or you can go back and catch up on past episodes of this podcast. 
thank you so much for being a 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool listener. We really appreciate you. We're wishing you the most blessed holiday season and a happy new year. Until we come back, keep on homeschooling.